0: Welcome back everyone to episode 9 of Dead Letter Radio. I'm your host as always Taze and this podcast is really ran by all of you the listeners because it features your poetry, your short stories, your letters, your writing about your outlooks, your viewpoint on the world, your creativity, everything and all of the above. You guys really run this podcast. I am here just to give you a voice and a platform to share your work. So it seems like lately it's been another uh, crazy week that this previous year, and now this year, is continuing into, um, but I hope this podcast right now can be a place where you can relax, uh, maybe not stress about things too much, and just kind of either think about life, or just you know do, it, do use it as a place to uh, chill out for a bit. It was a bit of a hectic week for myself, and so I always enjoy uh, coming back, reading everything you guys submit. Uh, and putting together this podcast because it's kind of a way to almost recenter myself as well. And it's become a fun routine that I've kind of got into the grind of doing. So thank you for everyone who shared your work. And as always, if you uh, like a poem or a piece of writing that you hear on this podcast, I want to know who wrote it in the description. I always put down uh, if they choose to have their name submitted, um, the writer's name or social or what have you. This first piece is by Alex Jeffries. It is a haiku, which is one of my favorite poetry styles, so let's get right in. Chilled wind off the pond. My heart keeps time with the waves, and I've lost my place. So thank you, Alex, for submitting this haiku. As always, I just love haiku for their uh, short to the point capture of a scene or emotion, and... This one has that duality feeling of it to me. Obviously, you're the scene set of maybe a slightly chilly day, Look, gazing over a pond, just enough wind to make waves on it. And as you stare out there, do you lose your place because you're just so enraptured uh, by the scenery and you're just, you know, captured by the beauty of it all that you just cease to think anymore and just take it all in? Or do you lose your place as you wash the waves because, um, or you realize that you've lost your place as you reflect on your life and what you've been doing up to this point of standing by this pond? And that is always the fun part of writing, that duality, you can get to it, especially in pieces like this. Only three lines, and I feel like you can look at it from a number of angles. So thank you, Alex. This next one is by John Lemon 1817 on Reddit. It is titled Boiling Pot. In the time it takes for a kettle to boil, lovers will cry together, caught in emotional turmoil, knowing they shouldn't see each other. Life will begin and life will end. How that line seems so thin. To loved ones we should tend, for in that time the world turns, and in that time I should rhyme to heal my burns. After only a few minutes, it's a boiling pot. During those minutes, I tend to think a lot. So thank you, John John Lemon, uh, for this piece. Uh, We spoke a little bit online uh, regarding it on Reddit, and uh, they gave the notion of, uh, while boiling a pot, of water or what have you, and watching the news, how much seems to, that can happen in such a brief time. And I've touched on this on a previous piece in previous episodes too, in the terms of life, whether good or bad, uh, can change in a fraction of a second, um, whether it's falling in love or heartbreak or reaching a goal or falling short of said goal. Or facing tragedy, tragedy, or receiving hope or good news, um, life is just uh, a compilation of moments building upon bigger moments. But everything has to start with that one spark somewhere, and so it goes. Just to show you to appreciate what you have and appreciate the good things that are around you at the time, because in a the moment they could all be gone. But also, you shouldn't dread that because in a moment, everything could be. Uh, insanely better. So, thank you, John Lemon, for bringing out this piece and this idea. This next one is by Serena, and you can find her at SKF Poetry on Instagram. It is titled, I Bleed Red Though Open Me and See Me, the delicate syllables of my suffering, the intricate designs of my hurt. The elegant chaos of my pain. Cut me open and see her. Crying passions. Hurting emotions. Bleeding my feelings. Tear me open and see them. Monsters wielding weapons. Creatures excitedly taunting them to use the sharpest sword. And ghosts taking over the broken pieces left of me every time I murder myself. Thank you, Serena, for sharing uh, this personal poem. When I was speaking to them, uh, they had this to say, and they okayed for me to share it. I used to self-harm almost two years clean, though, but that poem started with the line, Bleeding my feelings, and grew from there. And when talking to them, they expressed a desire for me to uh, share it, especially if it has um, the potential to help others who are listening, and I want to commend them for that, especially. A lot of people, I've known people, and a lot of people have gone this route due to trauma or pain they're suffering. Um, I've heard it described as sometimes being a distraction uh, from what they perceive as a greater pain, but it can also be out of self-loathing. It can be out of a million reasons why uh, someone might go about doing self-harm. And I thought, and I think your poem, uh, Serena, puts it best, The Intricate Designs of My Hurt. It's not always, um, because of A, I do B, or because of A, I feel like B. Uh, even if on the surface, it seems that way. A lot of times, because of the intricacies of life and memories and our uh, reactions to things, it's more of a web, and we get tangled in it. There's a million points connecting to our end result and why we reacted the way we do. And you can't just always just remove a and expect b to be fixed sometimes really we're z and all the other points before it has to be fixed or removed or what have you and i think that's something we have to remember for ourselves when it comes to asking why are we this way and how we can work on ourselves that's not going to be a quick fix but also uh, when dealing with others who are going through trauma or react a certain way to things, that even though it might seem like it should be a quick fix, hey, let's change this and everything should be better, why don't they just change this? Why don't they just do this? Uh, it's that intricate the intricacies of it all, that it's a compilation. There could be a thousand points connected to why they are the way they are for this moment, and something we should keep in mind, that there's a lot of times not a quick fix and be supportive of each other because of that, because we know how um, complicated life is uh, and existing is. So thank you, Serena. I'm sure uh, this poem has reached a lot of people who either know someone's gone through something or have felt this way and been down this road before, or maybe even going down this road. So our next piece is by 37dita on Reddit, and it is titled Rebirth. We dance together in an abyss of insignificance, our hearts drawing at each other and overcoming the swelling darkness we cannot avoid. We can't avoid our ultimate kismet. We cannot escape. We can't escape what's written in the stars. Heavenly darkness, gas, dust, and light interlace our very existence, weave together every part of us. Our hearts pull us together together until our souls become one. Born from clouds and radiance, Nihil's death conceived of omnia, dilating forevermore. We are spiraling, spinning, and twirling. With one another, we are already connected. We're getting closer. It's getting stronger. Our mutual ardor, we're almost one and the same. We merge together in emptiness with all our brilliance, Our souls consolidating as they coalesce at last. We cannot avoid. We can't avoid what's written in the stars. We cannot escape. We can't escape each other now. Heavenly gleaming luminosity. I am you and you are me as we end our current existence. We move on to our next life and rebirth each other now as one. So thank you, 37Dita, uh, for this great piece. I said it before, but topics of space and astronomy always have interested me. If there was a career path that I uh, should have chosen in my mind, it probably could have been an astronaut. <laughs> if I could have ever had that opportunity to go to space, I would be more than thrilled and wouldn't hesitate to take it. Um, but... This one was a lot of fun to read. I loved the imagery of it. And when they, when I was speaking to them regarding the topic and their inspiration, they mentioned, it, it started with the idea of Andromeda and the Milky Way collision and then went from there with personifying it. And so that's what I think in a lot of ways captures why writing, and especially poetry, can be a lot of fun. You can take something that maybe people consider mundane or just a natural process of life of the universe and then make art out of it. It's, well, life is already art in so much way and so much of life is so intricate and beautiful, but then you can use those pieces almost like a painter uses different pigments that already existed and paint a whole new picture. And so using the, the Andromeda galaxy and the Milky Way galaxy uh, colliding, using that, uh, scientific moment to paint this new beautiful picture that us as you know consider beings made of stardust um, can read it and imagine ourselves and the lover and this uh, irresistible gravity towards one another until it feels like we're reborn as something new is breathtakingly beautiful at least in my eyes So if you ever feel just stuck, right as block, and you want to write something just to write something, sometimes it is a good practice just to look at what's around you, look at what's in nature, Um, give give your own little twist to it, your own little spin. There's already so much inspiration around us that you can't go wrong by looking and then just putting your pen to paper about what you see and how it makes you feel. So thank you, 37 Dita. This next piece is by Al, and you can find them at Bands 14 on Instagram. We're here to take up space, to create a place of life and love where we can smile and be grateful for being above where the dead have their sleep. It's hard, I know. Some days you'll just weep and feel the inevitable of life and of love because it can't all just be roses and doves, but to be... And to feel the grandness of love, the encompassing warmth of the risen sun, or the dread and loss of her saying goodnight, teaches us the appreciation of the highs and lows we will call this life. There needs to be a balance, and it is okay to hate the cycle of this. But remember to experience true bliss, you must travel through the lightless paths and find comfort within. So thank you, Al, for another uh, amazing piece. And I chose this one specifically because I just, I sign off on the message on it, really. Life is life. And we want to be happy in it, And but we have to acknowledge that it's not the easiest thing existing. It's just not easy, unfortunately, uh, during these days, specifically, too. Um... And it's okay to not always be happy. You don't always gotta be happy. You don't always gotta enjoy a situation. You don't gotta always look like you're having the greatest time of your life and making the most of it uh, just to appease everyone else because that's what the expectation is. You can some days hate it, and that's fine. And you can some days love it, and that's okay too. And I really like the signing off message of this is that to find sometimes that true bliss, you might have to sometimes face—at least how I interpret it—you might sometimes have to go those lightless paths. You might have to sometimes face those things that are kind of scary to face. But to get to that point of being comfortable with yourself and loving yourself, always you have to look at yourself in the mirror and really ex- confront and accept uh, things that you might not be willing to right off the bat. So thank you, Al, for sending this piece. I That's what I really enjoyed from it. I'm sure others have as well. So this next one is the final piece of the this episode of the podcast. And it is actually a piece written by me. I kind of jotted it down recently, um, and I thought I would share it, because why not? With this one, though, I usually when, or not usually, but sometimes when I write, I have an idea for a poem, um, but I'm not sure exactly what form I want to do it. I know I want to put a specific form on it That's a little bit of a challenge, but also I think it kind of helps the design your poem and sometimes can change it in interesting ways in terms of content. And so what I actually do a lot uh, when I'm getting, when I'm like, I want a specific form for it, um, I actually go on writersdigest.com, and I read an article by Robert Lee Brewer, and he has one, uh, a list of 100 poetic forms for poets. It's really cool. He lists out the forms, you click on the link, and then it uh, describes the form to you, the basic rules of it. He gives an example, too. So it's a lot of fun if you're like, hey, I have a poem or an idea I want to really put down but I kind of want to do it in a different form I'm not used to, or kind of look and see maybe a specific form I think would lend itself well to it, uh, you can always go to his website, uh, go to Writer's Digest, go to his article, and uh, take a look and kind of pick and choose and try a few different ones and see what works best for your idea or your poem in your eyes. So the one I chose, and I'm going to butcher the style's name, is uh, Yoka. Uh, developed by Enta Kusakabe in Japan, and it translates literally to five-line poem. So no other rules, just needs five lines. Each line can be whatever length. Uh, So it's pretty simple, but I thought it kind of worked well for my idea. This one is titled Waltz. They danced in a make-believe ballroom with crystal chandeliers, a crowd at the edge of sight, a phantom band's music filling their ears. They swayed, they laughed she smiled he forgot the empty liquor bottles the curses still hanging in midair and the damnation behind that glowing smile my inspiration for this one or what made me think of it is toxic relationships i've experienced it. i think most people if you've been alive have experienced it and a relationship can be toxic for numerous reasons as I don't believe that it's not always because the person is a bad person. Um, sometimes people have gone through experiences and haven't either acquired the skills or been able to overcome certain things to uh, get to overcome that toxicity. Sometimes that they can give off and can make it hard for both parties. And both parties can be guilty of it. it can be one person, um, what have you, but. In my experience in inspired this poem was this juxtaposition of having such a tr- traumatic, vile atmosphere one second, and then being invited by that person to dance and have um, a good time for the most part, and how disarming it can be that they're laughing and smiling, and it kind of is infectious. And you can find yourself doing that too, and almost, almost forgetting all the terrible, um, things that were said and done just before, and the the toxic atmosphere that existed, how it almost seems to fade away for those few moments. And it's tough. It's tough to have to have that juxtaposition, to have to think and sit in it, because I remember when it happened to me, um... I just, while it was happening, I just found it how odd. Like, now I'm having a good time, and it almost feels guilty to forget what just happened. Because you don't want to forget it. You want to keep your guard up. And I don't think anyone could blame you for keeping your guard up, but you just how unguarded you suddenly feel and caught off guard. And so it's tough, and at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, going back to a previous poem where you have the intricacies of people's hurt, you can't, it's not always a simple answer, and at the end of the day, you have to choose what's best for you, what can you, what are you willing to put up with, um, at the end of the day, you're the only one that can choose that for yourself, and, you know, live with your decision, obviously you can always change it, but, um, I'm not here to judge if you, you know, you choose to put up with the situation or not, you know, as long as you're being safe, that's my rant, honestly, <laughs> um, but... That is the final piece of this episode. Once again, thank you so much for everyone who submitted. Uh, You guys, as always, are the ones that make this podcast possible. And this has actually been a really great time and a blessing for me during the whole pandemic as it kind of gave me a a fun uh, hobby to partake in, uh, to do in my free time. But also it's a nice distraction uh, sometimes about the more negative spots in life because I get to sit down. Uh, interact with all of you guys who submit, uh, hear your words, read them, get your angles on life, and uh, then share it with other people, and because I like to kind of talk about what the poems make me think of, it makes me really sit down and digest the poem, and the, or the writing or short story when I read it, and it is just a nice little peaceful period where I can really uh, dive into this and study them, and and I just enjoy it. It's fun and relaxing for me, and I hope it's fun and relaxing for all of you who are listening. As always, if you're uh, curious about submitting your own, you can reach out to me on Twitter at deadlettercast, that's C-A-S-T, as the primary form of communication. You can just DM me that you want to submit a piece, and we can discuss more details there. I also have an Instagram called Dead Letter Radio. That one usually has clips of um, people's writing uh, for, for each episode there. I do want to be more active on Instagram, so if you have ideas of things you'd like to see posted, um, I was thinking about maybe sharing those. I was going to do like one, maybe showing my setup, but it's really not much at all. This, bare minimum, uh, pretty much, too. Um, But I'll figure out some things, maybe that will be kind of fun, and I'll be more than happy to hear your ideas. And please, as always, if you enjoy this podcast, if you know people who write or like to listen to anything spoken word, or maybe are avid readers, or poetry consumers, or what have you, or maybe people that just want something new and relaxing to listen to if they enjoy podcasts, share this with them. The more people we can get involved, uh, the more diverse outlooks of life i can include Uh, the more people who submit the more interesting writings we can get into that might inspire more people or comfort them or help them or what have you that i think this can be a really great place for people to grow in numerous ways even beyond just writing capacity and i think it could be a really tight-knit community where we support each other which would be a lot of fun also the more people we get the more uh, chance i can do special themed episodes whether on topics or styles and that can be kind of put everyone on a little bit on their toes for a challenge which i think would be really cool to do if you enjoyed this episode or if you enjoy the podcast in general definitely leave a review if you can like on itunes or apple Podcasts, or if you're on spotify you can follow we're also on google Podcasts now and i don't really use it that much so (laughs) uh, if you can leave a review there please do that'd be awesome And if you enjoyed a specific piece and want to give props to the person, check out the description. You can find their name if they included one there. Or you can just message me on Twitter and say, hey, you really enjoyed this piece. And I can pass on the word for you to them. This is Episode 9 of Dead Letter Radio. I am your host, Taze. And as always, I'm wishing you all safe travels.